0: And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. What's up, Unbroken Nation? Hello, my friends. I'm Michael Unbroken, host of the Think Unbroken podcast and founder of thinkunbroken.com. And I'm honored to be your trauma coach and mentor because I believe that everyone is capable of getting unstuck, cultivating self-love, and becoming the hero of their own story. I believe that when implemented correctly, the practical tools and education you will receive from this show will help you lead an unbroken and extraordinary life. I believe that no matter what we come from, that we all have the ability to choose ourselves first, to create and manifest a powerful and grace-filled future and love the reflection in the mirror. I believe that every day is a day to grow, learn, heal, and change. That's why I started my company, thinkunbroken.com, which is an online training and healing and personal growth platform where you get everything that I know about how to get motivated, be accountable, get out of the vortex, and become the hero of your own story through community connection and commitment. For more information, visit thinkunbroken.com. Please listen closely as you may learn just one thing that will help you be unbroken. And please share this episode with at least three of your friends because we all need community and connection in our healing journey. And be sure to DM me and tag me on Instagram at michaelunbroken so that I can say hi. I just wanna thank you again for being a part of this, for listening and being a member of the Unbroken Nation. Now, let's get into today's show and make the world unbroken. Hey, what's up Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Super excited to be back to you with another guest, my great friend Kate Erickson, who is the heartbeat of Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where she and John Lee Dumas interview inspiring entrepreneurs who are on fire. Uh, She's also the co-creator of co-author, I should say, of the podcast journal and her goal is to help entrepreneurs achieve financial and lifestyle freedom. Kate, my friend, how are you today? What is going on in your world?
2: I'm um, so great, Michael. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. It's a beautiful day to be here with you and yeah, just soaking up my my presence with you in this moment.
0: I love it. Well, I'm super excited to be here. I I have a little bit of context and backstory on you because um, luckily I've been able to be a part of your community and what you guys have built. But for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about your story, your journey, and how you got to where you are today?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up very corporate-minded. I um, did uh, high school, college, nine to five, uh, and then I just thought that I was going to climb the corporate ladder for the rest of my life because I thought that's what everybody did. And I found myself in a a job that I had been in for about three and a half years, and uh, loved the people that I worked with. They were awesome, very supportive department. Um, however, I never changed positions in three and a half years. I was at the front desk answering phones and doing administrative work, and I kind of saw a little bit more for myself in my life and uh, was very frustrated at the lack of movement, the lack of opportunity. And so I thought one day, well, this can't really be all there is, but I didn't know about entrepreneurship. I didn't know that there were people out there like creating their own futures and choosing what they did day in and day out. Like to me, that just seemed like too big of a fantasy. Um, And then Luckily, I met a gentleman named John Lee Dumas, and he kind of introduced me to this idea. We were actually neighbors at the time, and every morning when I was leaving at like 6.15 to go catch the bus, to get on the trolley, to get into downtown, to go to the 13th floor, to spend eight hours doing something that I did not enjoy, all to repeat the process to come back home at night. John was hanging out in our courtyard, like doing work on a laptop. And so one night I was just like, what do you do? <laughs> How come you're not going through all the things that I go through every day to like go to a job and everything? He's like, oh, no, I, you know, I do my own thing. Da So he kind of introduced me to this idea of entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, I, I had a missed promotion at my job, which really was kind of the final straw for me to be like, okay, that's it. I need to take control of this. I can't keep expecting for somebody else to hand this to me, which is what I was doing. I thought that I deserved like somebody else to give this to me. And I finally had like this mindset switch where I'm like, no, if I want that, I have to go get it. So I quit my job and I tried to start my own business. That was in 2011.
0: Wow. That's great. You know, and I come from a corporate background too. And so I was buried in that at a, at a young age, I worked for a fortune 10 company when I was 20 years old. And I thought like, this is the thing that you do. This is supposed to be life. And then I didn't understand until I really looked at it, how miserable I was. But I, I think that so often, and this was my experience for a long time, I felt this immense amount of fear, like this imposter syndrome, almost about transitioning and moving into and creating and building the life that I wanted to have. Was that your experience also? And and how did you navigate that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And like one of the biggest things for me is, uh, you know, I have a paycheck, I have health insurance. um, Everything was so certain. And so leaving all of that certainty to go into a space that was very uncomfortable and that had a plethora of unknowns was (laughs) very... I was scared about that. I did have fears and you know I thought a lot of the time too, especially like as I was in the process of figuring out what it meant to be an entrepreneur, trying to start my own business, trying to go out and get clients, like at the time, you know I had I had all the negative things to say about myself. I'm not a good salesperson who would want to hire me. Um I can't do this because I'm not good at networking. Like I had so many self-doubts and things that I would say to myself to put myself down. Um and and you know you you act and believe and put out those things that you say to yourself. So, if that's all you're ever saying to yourself, that's all you're ever going to get. Um and so I started surrounding myself with other people who were in the same or similar position as me. Other people who were trying to start their business, who were coming up against roadblocks, who didn't know whether or not this was going to work, and I started asking for support. I hired a mentor, I joined a mastermind, and that support and realizing that I wasn't alone on the journey was such a huge step for me in realizing that like okay this might feel a little scary this might be uncomfortable but I'm no longer just doing it alone I have other people who understand what I'm going through and they can help me and I can ask them questions and we can brainstorm together and I can help support them and that was a huge step for me in in getting past that initial fear of like Am I doing the right thing? Like, am I doing this all wrong? Maybe I should go back to my job, right? Like all these questions and, and things that we ask ourselves that having that support made a huge difference.
0: Yeah, and I think that's powerful that you're willing to ask for help. I I tell people all the time, the number one thing you can do is ask for help because no one has ever done anything great on their own. Like you can't name them. It requires we're communal species to do things together with support, with community, because ultimately, I'm sure you've seen it in your life, that's how you grow. and that's outside of entrepreneurship or business. That's life. that's family. that's that's the whole nine. But I, I think people get trapped so frequently in this thing of like, I need the roadmap. I need the answers. If I don't have everything in place right now, I can't even take the first step. But I'm gonna guess you disagree with that.
2: <laughs> I definitely disagree with that. I didn't back in two thousand and eleven because again, coming from the corporate world, like, I was really great at doing what someone else told me to do because that was my experience up to that point. You know, I always had a manager or a boss saying, This is your next step. So I never had to think about what my next step was. I just went to work and I had a list of things that I was supposed to do and I did them really well. And then I'd go home. And all of a sudden, I'm starting my own business. And I, I like, okay, not only do we have all these fears and unknowns and discomfort that we talked about already, but now I'm having to figure out what to do as well. Like, whoa, okay. Um, So I found myself at coffee shops and like my virtual office everywhere, which was awesome. But I'm sitting there like I have no idea what to do next. Um, and, And what I learned from that is that I can research and Google and sit there and go down a million rabbit holes, but until I actually do something, I'm really not going to know whether or not it's going to work. So, um, like as an example, the first business that I tried to start was called Kate's Copy. And I wanted to uh, create an online presence for brick and mortar businesses in a very small community who uh, helped bring them online so that they had an online presence. They could sell their goods and services to you know anyone around the world. And uh, I kept researching like, What what can I say to these people? Like how what's a pitch look like? Um, What do I need to include in a pitch deck? How do I how do I approach people and and uh, ask them what they need or if they'd be interested in online presence? And I was looking out there for all of these answers. And then I realized that the only way I'm going to actually find those answers if I go out and do those things, because when you take action, when you stumble a little bit, then you create the answer for yourself. You create the next step for yourself. So even though I had no idea what that process looked like from going where I was to actually locking in a client, when I went out there and started doing it, you know, I started realizing, okay, um, maybe walking into a store isn't and just like saying, hey, I have this service that I can give you. Like, maybe that's not the right way to approach it. Because I went into stores and did that, and people were like, oh, actually our manager, owner, decision maker isn't here right now, but I could take your name and your number, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't the right way to go about it. But I'm never going to know that unless I go out and do it. So I'm a big believer in, like, you, you're you not going to know the answer, the true answer for you and your specific situation until you go do the thing.
0: Yeah. And, and I think a big part of that is, people struggle to find their voice, to be able to give themselves, dare I say, permission to even attempt. What was the, I'm very curious about this. Can you talk about the way that you talked to to yourself prior to putting yourself in this position of just going for it? And then after just kind of what was the language you were using with yourself before versus after these pivotal moments of change in your life?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was all about like, um, somebody else can do that better than me. I'm not even going to try, or I know that this isn't going to work, so I don't know why I'm wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any experience doing this. Therefore me trying is going to be embarrassing, not going to do it right. Um, all of these because I haven't, or, um, there's somebody else out there who can do it better than me. And the, the pivot for me was actually doing these things and realizing like I, I didn't like combust. Um, the world is still here. (laughs) I still have a roof over my head. I still have all the knowledge and love and family and friends around me. Like you you create these scenarios in your head where like the world is going to end if if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't go right, and that's simply not the case. The world will not end, and um, you'll be better for it because you'll have such a powerful learning experience um, from actually having gone through that thing. So my biggest pivot was starting to say, uh, I my transition was from the fully negative to the okay, I haven't done this before. However, if I try, then I'll have a learning opportunity or I might not be the best at this, but I'm never going to get better unless I start somewhere and try and practice and put in the reps. So I kind of like transitioned it by, you know, nobody's going to go from I'm not an expert at this, so I won't even try to, I'm the best in the world at this. I'm going to be awesome. So that bridge for me was talking myself through the fact that I don't have to be the best at this right now. I've never done it before. There's no way for me to be the best at it. What's the way for me to start trending in that direction? Well, to try it and to practice and to learn those lessons.
0: Do you think that it would be fair to say that you built your confidence as you stumbled your way through this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and that has been like my confidence was what down, down in the dumps, like going from corporate into a space that I didn't even know existed like 30 days prior was really intimidating. Um, but my confidence level, every single time I went to a networking event and met a new person or created a relationship, or every time I was able to pitch somebody on my services, even if it was a no, like I started looking at those things as wins because I had one more thing under my belt that was helping me get closer to where I wanted to be.
0: If you need help with pain or anxiety, let me tell you about one of my favorite tools. It's NW Recovery CBD Oil. You may know that, and I've mentioned this before, I have chronic pain and massive anxiety, and CBD oil has been such a profound tool in my journey. Recently, NW Recovery came out with their Key Lime flavored CBD oil that is non-psychotropic. It is non-psychoactive. And for a person like me who has a panic attack, if I touch THC, this is the perfect combination of delicious Key Lime and CBD something I literally do not leave home without. For more information, you can go to nw-recovery.com and use the keyword unbroken to save 20% on your first order. Again, go to nw-recovery.com, keyword unbroken, and have CBD change your life.
2: So that business was, I closed shop six months. I never once got a client. Um, the business did not get off the ground. I actually ended up going back to corporate, but I'm so grateful for that experience because, uh, I learned so much from it and it gave me all, it gave me so much of the groundwork of, of confidence that I needed to go into my position that I'm in now with entrepreneurs on fire. I, because of the, missteps and the lessons and the quote unquote failures that I had with my own business, I felt like I was 10 steps ahead when I started at Entrepreneurs on Fire because I had been through those things. And so I had the confidence that like, I know what it's like for somebody to say no to me. I know what it's like to not know what your niche is or who your avatar is because I was there now i have this level of confidence that not only do i know better now um, in making my own decisions but i'm better equipped to teach other people because i've experienced this myself like i can share with other people the missteps that i took in hopes that i can help them either get through it faster or maybe even avoid some of that stuff so yeah 100 that confidence i think is built on um, going through those situations and proving to yourself like okay i'm still here The roof's still over my head. Like, I've got this.
0: How, how do you navigate failure in this? You know, I, I think that about this all the time, not just entrepreneurship, but in life. Whereas many people measure failure and they're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not capable enough. Why even bother? Whereas I'm always looking at it from this point of data where I go, okay, cool, I made a mistake. I know what not to do here. But in this journey, there's so many people, like obviously there's something in you where you're like, I got to keep seeing what happens on the other side of this. But for so many people who just get stopped, they, they hit this brick wall the first time they make the mistake, what kind of advice do you have for people where they're like, I have this dream, I have this ambition, I put in six months, I have no clients, I'm making no money, I still want it, I have to go back to corporate, but I still want to chase this thing. How do you not give up on yourself in that process? Like, What does it really take to be able to believe or even trust in yourself enough to keep going?
2: Because what's on the other side of that is bigger than you failing or not doing it right or having to close your business and go back to a corporate job. I didn't want to do that. Like that was not what my business plan (laughs) was. However, what was on the other side of that for me to keep going was that I didn't want to be back in an administrative job listening to somebody else tell me what to do, dictating when I got to take vacations and... Um, that I had to be at a desk answering phones at 8 a.m. and that I had to sit there until 5 p.m. I didn't want that anymore. And if I didn't get up and keep going, that's what I was going back to. So you have to have a why, you have to have a desire for what all of what's it all for and for me it was freedom it was freedom from having to be in that at that desk listening to somebody else tell me what to do and telling me that I couldn't take a vacation and and oh, nope, you only have two weeks you are not allowed to take any vacations over two weeks like I didn't want any of that um and and I think that that changes and evolves so I think it's really important to check in with yourself. What your why and your bigger purpose is on the other side of what you're attempting right now, what that achievement is for or the goal that you have, um, that will constantly change and evolve because you're going to be going for bigger goals and you're going to have bigger whys. Um, You know, perhaps for some people, the why is their family. If you have children at home. I would think that you'd want to spend as much time as possible um, experiencing life with them and experiencing them growing up and learning and getting older and all of these things, um, creating experiences for your family, for your loved ones, for your significant other, where you get to travel and, 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 uh, you know, see new places together for everyone is going to be different, but that's what keeps me going is I know what I get as a result of this, I know what's waiting for me if I don't make it work. And for me, I'll do anything to keep my my freedoms that I have now to be able to travel when I want to not have to sit at a desk from 8am to 5pm. And to be able to create the lifestyle that I really want for myself and for my family.
0: Yeah. And I I love that you're able to do that. And I, I'm a firm believer that anyone is capable of doing this. And I I'll say this, I am not somehow an anomaly. I didn't graduate high school on time. I have no college diploma. I can barely read. And it's like the, the truth is so much of it really starts in, in our minds. And I love what you, you said earlier, like the things that we're believing become our actions. They become our reality. It becomes who we are, as you look at and you progress your life and you look at and you measure markers for success, how do you know if like you're actually where you're supposed to be right now? Because I think people, and this was my experience, I was making six figures in corporate, cool car, awesome condo, the whole nine. And then I looked at my life and I was like, actually, this isn't what I want. How do you understand for yourself, and and maybe this will be practical for people listening, how do you really kind of define and understand what it is that you want and your purpose and your why? What's that process Mm. like for
2: you? Well, I think what you just said there is so key and critical. You took a step back and you checked in with yourself, which so many people don't do, myself included. When I was working in corporate, I was in such a hamster wheel. I never stopped. Okay, the moments that I did stop and say, I really wish I didn't have to go on my job today. I really don't want to go take the bus and the trolley and all of these things. I don't want to answer the phone and have someone complain to me because I was working in human resources. So that's all I did was listen to people complain to me all day. Like, I didn't want to do any of that, but I would chalk it up as like, this is what people do. This is how I'm going to make money. This is how I'm going to pay my bills. And those are excuses. Those are excuses that we give ourselves so we can stay in our comfort zone. But you have to check in with yourself and be straight up and hold yourself accountable to this is not the life that I want to be living. I don't want to wake up and do all of that stuff. What I would like to do, and I think that this is a very practical exercise that anyone tuning in right now can do, is actually write out what your perfect day looks like. Just start with one single day. If you woke up this morning or if you could wake up tomorrow morning and script your day, who you're with, where you are, what time it is, what time of your, like, what, everything. What do you eat for breakfast? What happens after breakfast? What's the weather like? All of what surrounds you. What are you hearing? What are you seeing Um, what are you feeling? And if you can start scripting out what a perfect day looks like, then guess what? You can start to get what that would look like over a week, a month, a year. And not every single day is going to be perfect. The exercise is not to live in a world where every single thing happens exactly how you want it to, because that's not realistic and that will never be truth. However, if you can start to show yourself what your perfect day would look like, then you'll start to imagine and and see for yourself what is important to you. Maybe What's most important to you is that you get to have breakfast and dinner with your family. And what happens in between there are, you know, you doing self-care, taking care of your health and wellness, um, going and doing work in your community, uh, whatever it might be. If you don't give yourself the time and the space to actually think about these kinds of things, then it will continue to be that hamster wheel of, I don't like this but it's what everyone does. I don't want to do this, but I have to pay my bills. Like you don't need to live your life that way. And the way to not live your life that way is to actually take a step back and start thinking about what your life should look like, what you want it to look like. And then that creates your why and your bigger purpose.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's really practical. And so much of it is reflective. I I always say to my clients, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're going to know all the truths. You're going to know all the answers. You're going to know all the reality of what it is that your life is and could be because that thing that's driving like you didn't have to face your fear. You didn't have to quit that job, but I'll promise you this, you would not be here talking to me right now if you didn't do it. And that's the thing that people have to understand that I wish if I could drill into their brain this idea that you have the ability to create your life no matter what, if you're in a corporate job, if you're in a relationship you don't like, if you're in a city you don't want to live in you can go and make your life happen. Kate, my friend, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I've loved our chat today. Um, Everything that we do is over at eofire.com. And if anyone wants to reach out with a takeaway from today or just to connect, I'm kate at eofire.com.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, my friend. And EO Fire happens to be one of my personal favorite podcasts, so please go and listen. My last question for you, my friend, is what does it mean to you to be unbroken?
2: Mm, To be unbroken means that no matter what um, challenges come your way, no matter what barrier you have to knock over, uh, no matter how many times you have to give yourself those pep talks, um, get past that fear, that imposter syndrome, um, that you're going to do it because you know what's on the other side is 110% worth it.
0: That's beautiful. Well said and could not have said it better myself. Kate, my friend, thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, leave a review, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know what you think. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program.
3: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.